Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Welcome to the bloodandmud.com podcast end of season party. We are you have that on file for the a whole year. I have it on file for it. Not to have had new phones or to download a new one. That's how committed <laughs> I am. We are your sweary pipe bomb of rugby knowledge and very much your female Doctor Who of sporting podcasts. A hundred percent. Often judged, we, unwanted yeah. by mainstream fandom, yet sorely needed in these yeah. times. And also occasionally targeted by lunatics who should really know better. <laughs> yeah, that is true, yeah. Um, I am Lee Calvert, the editor of bloodandmud.com. Of course, you know this already. Although somebody did say last week that they they were quite new to the pod. So I am Lee Calvert, editor of bloodandmud.com. And over there is... I I am Josh Gardner of rugbyshirtwatch.com. It is the end of season party. I brought myself a two litre bottle of Cherry Aid. And I can see over there, Josh has got a couple of bags of Tang Fastics. Yes, so well oh, I love up. those. You've got to love a tank plastic, haven't you? Yes, and those I've got some of those weird like flying saucers with the, the powder inside that made you cough. True story, I went to a Catholic school, and when we were doing training for the Steady first... Steady on. Yeah, no, when we were do, yeah, where's this going? When we were doing training for the first communion, our first Holy Communion, we still did it in school then, you don't know, you do it, you do it at church. Anyway, they gave us a host to try, and it's mm. made out of similar stuff. Is so it really? It is. And I and suddenly in my class went, Miss... This tastes like flying saucers. So <laughs> to which the primary school teacher went, it's not a flying saucer, it's Jesus. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you all. Indeed, it's not a flying saucer. <laughs> it's However, Jesus. does the body of Christ contain sort of 
slightly sweet powder inside it. No. That's all I want to know. Okay. Technically speaking, of course, if we were just training and it hadn't gone through the full process, it wasn't well, Jesus exactly. yet. It hasn't, it hadn't trans... Gone, it, it hadn't transubstantiated. Transubstantiated. We've gone off is. on a tangent early, ladies and gentlemen, this week wow. because we are demob happy, I tell you. We have gone... We are literally two minutes in and we're already on transubstantiation. <laughs> that is... Hardcore for us. Anyway, mm. so we've got our sweets, we've got the cherry aid, we've got to do a bit of talking, but we can't wait to get to stuck into a game of operation which somebody's brought yes. on. Bagsy and not by doing game, by game of operation, I assume you mean uh the first episode in the new series of Game of Thrones, which you've watched and I haven't. Yeah, I've done I'm it. I'm going see. to directly after this podcast. I'm surprised you haven't suggested let's do it now because it's on demand. <laughs> well, I saw In fact we could have just done that this week. We could have just live podded watching the Game of Thrones <laughs> episode rather I than mean, all this. If... Rugby nonsense. Listeners, if you'd like us to do that <laughs> for the off season, because I mean it's like twelve weeks or whatever. That's, it's basically going to take up the whole That's summer. True. It's fine. Or we could just watch old rugby games and talk about them while they're on. Ask you all yes. to, to like get in time with us, and we'll be away. Anyway. What are we doing? Oh, yes, you can get in touch with the pod at Blood and Mud. That's me or Lee at bloodandmud.com or there's bloodandmud.com. And what about you, Josh? Uh, at Josh Gardner or indeed at Rugby Shirt Watch. And of course, there's rugbyshirtwatch.com and uh, Rugby Shirt Watch at Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, I think that's it. You're still very busy this week, I notice. Oh, God, yeah. It is. What non-stop. do we think of the Monster shirt? I kind of. Hmm. I like the colour scheme a lot. Is it? It, like... it doesn't look red to me. It looks a sort it's... of burgundy. Well, it's red with and gold. burgundy with ah. with cop with copper. Copper. Sorry, not gold. Uh, yeah. Definitely um, not orange. No, it's definitely not. But it's definitely not orange. Not. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's quite nice. It's yeah, it's it's. it's I like the colours. What about the Scotland away right shirt? That took a lot of shit this week. Uh, yeah, that's fucking terrible. It is dreadful, isn't it? Which is no, bad because Macron had, had quite a good couple of years, haven't they? And then mm, they have, they have had this. They they have had a shit away shirt in them. Remember that first one that looked like a leisure centre workers polo oh, shirt? Yeah, so many of those. Yes. Yeah, we're kind of back there, aren't we? We are. Uh, the pod is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Acast, and other pod places. Why not subscribe while you're there? Why and not? We can, you know, this you, we you can get transubstantiation chat. Straight into your handheld device rather than having to go yeah. look for it. Uh, and you can leave us reviews while you're there if you're feeling that way inclined. Thank you very much. We have had lots of reviews. We're up to 90 ratings on, on iTunes now, uh, which is very nice of you all. And thank you very much. Coming up tonight, we're going to do a bit of news. The news is basically going to be us bitching about the Pro 14 stroke 12. Ooh, so cannot so wait stra- for that. strap yourselves in. Um, we're going to do a season shit good retrospective. Yes. And I level with you. I found a lot more shit than good. I think I probably did that as well. Mm, but I have tried, I have tried to this, balance it, it really? a little bit, yeah. yeah. We've got some of your selections from the Rugby Pick and Mix. Thank you, everybody. It's been a wonderful response to Rugby Pick and Mix. Mm. Uh, and we've got a bit of shit good from the weekend, although really it isn't really. Well, let me just say this. I can tell nobody's watching rugby anymore. Because <laughs> when I've asked for your shit good nominations out there, you haven't, you know, normally you, yeah. we get an avalanche and I can't use them all. This week, it's been slim pickings, I'll be yeah, honest. Basically, if you submitted one, well done, you're in. <laughs> the, qu- um, <laughs> the quality of them was fine. It's just, it's just the vo- you know, the quality was good. Please yeah, don't think yeah. the quality wasn't good. It was. Oh, no. It just wasn't. It just wasn't as uh, it's, it's voluminous as it has been. You, none of you really give a shit about a broadly meaningless final week of the Super Rugby regular season that they, for some reason, tacked on to the end after the Lions tour instead of just playing it the week and finishing yes. it the week before. Yes, that, they, it's so, so meaningless silly. that the Sunwolves beat Blues. That's that. Think did. about that one. <laughs> that is how meaningless it is. 
It is, yeah. So let's start with, as we always like to see, is a rugby spotted or player spotted, Ooh. not rugby spotted. Who doesn't enjoy? Player Who spotted. Doesn't enjoy a bland rugby spot? We, eh? love, we want the bland stories now. I forgot this last week, but mm. a player spotted is from me because I what? spotted Colin Charvis doing the velathon. Ah. He, had a he li- does like a cycle, doesn't he? He does like a cycle. He looked he, he looked he looked uncomfortable, I'll be honest. <clears throat> Particularly the helmet. There was a lot of hair. I, coming I was out gonna of the say, helmet. if he hasn't had a fairly severe haircut. He hasn't I don't no. think... there was lots of no. sort of muffin around the outside. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of hat hair there at the end, isn't there? Can you imagine? Because I mean I've got quite thick sort of white, you know, white man's hair. Yeah, that's true. And my and I get the lines from the helmet. His must have been mm. staggering. Right, so that was his me. His head must have basically looked like a nipple by the end of it, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody know if Afro hair goes like a nipple after you've had a... Yeah. Please let us know. Uh, right, so what else? Gareth Lewis got in touch on Twitter. He said, a while ago... I don't know why I've been holding on to this for so long, Gareth. <laughs> he said, a while ago, Ryan Jones in his pomp exchanging a tin of paint in the B&Q next to the Liberty Stadium. Nice. I especially like that it was the one next to the Libya, as if yes, very he nice. basically said to his missus, oh, it's next. I'll just pop in after work, love. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, for the play spotted for this bit, Owen Tucker emails. And this one's got a spectacular amount of irrelevant and mundane detail, so oh, I do brilliant. like it. Owen Tucker emails. He says, March the 13th, 2016. Very specific. Very, I like it. <laughs> the day after the England versus Wales game at Twickenham, the one where Wales didn't wake up until about 20 minutes to go. I was travelling home along the A46 from Bath towards the M4. You'll know more about that road than me. I know that road well. Just approaching the roundabout at Junction 18, when I saw Luke Charteris walking along the opposite side of the road, there was no pavement. He was just ambling along the grass verge opposite the Weybridge stroke Lorry Park. I know exactly where he's talking about. (laughs) And that is, A, it's not a pedestrianised area. (laughs) B, that is like... 10 miles outside of Bath and there is yeah, no pavement. Yeah, it was about 11.30ish on a Sunday morning. He was in his Wales tracksuit and was just carrying a small rucksack on his shoulder. I've no idea where he was heading, nor how he got there. Maybe the team coach was on its way back to Cardiff along the M4 and he asked just to be dropped off. Or maybe they threw him off the coach for being an arse, but I don't really see that with Luke. He doesn't strike no. me as that. No, you're right on that one, Owen. I could have stopped and asked him if he needed a lift and found out, but I didn't, so I am left to speculate. Yeah, well, opportunity missed there. I I can only assume that he is just in a a wonderful throwback to the good old days of rugby away days. He's just gone, yeah, just drop me off at the M4 Junction, lads. (laughs) Yeah, just pull me in here. I'll thumb my way home from there. Or he was walking to, where's the nearest bit where you could get picked up from there sensibly? You know the road. Is well, I mean, you could get picked up from anywhere around there, really. But, like, yeah, I mean, maybe he was just walking down to, like... I mean, there is, like, that place that does really nice ice cream. I, I, don't, I don't know it, but I'd, I'd like I mean, to go there. I'm there, a is fan the, of ice cream. there is the Marshfield Farm uh, ice cream Ooh, place, which is cream. about half a mile down the road, does very good ice cream. I mean, it is like a factory, though. So unless he really <laughs> likes ice cream. It's like knocking on the Thayer's factory in Lan Romney, basically, <laughs> and asking for some ice cream. Basically, yeah, but posher because Bath, obviously. Well, yeah, of course. Um, that was my first uh, job out of uni when I moved to Cardiff. Nights in the Thayer's ice cream factory. Sounds like a dream come I true. Didn't, you, know, you, know when you, you know when you leave uni with a degree? Mm. And I went to the recruitment agency and said, I've got a degree, by the way. And they went, have you really? And then just <laughs> added the paper to about a 10-foot high pile. 
<laughs> do you fancy nights at an ice cream factory? Um, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's the player spotted for this. Uh, no, I think there might be another one coming up later, but that's another player spotted. If, there. if so, he was trying to thumb a lift, though, like, he'd have to wait for, like, a big car. Or like, Ian Henderson in his specially adapted Mini. <laughs> or that. Or that. Yeah, so there you go. So if you have got a player spotted, please do send it I'm, to us and don't spare a single any, mundane detail. No, I, I, I kind of want to find... I really need to know now why Luke Charteris was walking 10 miles into Bath from <laughs> from the well, M4. Owen, that's a blinder. Specific dates, grass verge chat, topographical 100%. features, clothing. It's got it all in there. Yeah, and I mean, no real conclusion. We just know he was there. Because he's such a huge man that he has to go to the lorry weigh station to do his like weekly weigh-ins. Is that it? <laughs> Dude knows what it is. Maybe he's he's got a link in with. Oh, no, I won't go there. No, I mean it isn't there. No, there no. is like a prime dogging spot around there. <laughs> but, but Josh will go there, so that's handy. Um, <laughs> so what have we got in terms? Of, what have we got in terms of news? Don't expect us to be in any way any more sensible than normal this week because we really no. have just gone completely demob happy. So. Yeah. Um, News-wise, as, as you may have guessed, we're 10 minutes in. Um, now then, Pro 12 craziness. Stroke Pro 14 craziness. Uh, way to bring where are we up to, to where, are we, where are we up to now? Aren't we basically everywhere and yet nowhere with this? <laughs> that is, we are basically, yeah, we are it's sort of like Schrodinger's rugby league. <laughs> In a lot of ways, you know, it's it like, both exists and it, and, and yet doesn't not, exist. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not going to exist for too much longer. Um, yeah, so as we record, this is what Monday night, and so on Tuesday, which is when most of you will be listening to this, I guess, um, the Pro 12 are going to be having a big meeting where the future of well, not even the future, just what literally what is going to happen in. <laughs> Uh, roughly a month's time <laughs> when the fucking weeks. season kicks off is going to be worked out and by and large what this will broadly in- entail is um the cheetahs and the kings from super rugby will be joining the pro 14 i guess shit name that by the way um these pro 12 runs off the tongue a little bit um and yeah, there's been a lot of to- none of it's confirmed yet, but a lot of there's been a lot of leaking of what's happening with the structure of the league, which I'll level with you is fucking mental. <laughs> um, so, like, obviously, adding two extra teams, there's no way that they could just carry on with it the way it is at the moment because. Yeah. You know, there's no time for everybody to play everyone home and away without playing literally every weekend like the top 14 does. And frankly, there are enough meaningless diluted games in the Pro 12 already. Um, so, and you know, that fucking Martin Ioni or whatever his name is has been banging on from the, practically this moment that he got into the chair about how the Pro 12 needs to have more games where all of its international players are available, yada, 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 yada. So, basically, they're going to split the Pro 12 up into two conferences. And all the teams in the same conference will play each other twice. And right. then, so that you'll have 14 
home and away games and then you will play select other teams once um and how's that defined do we know that yet who the select other teams are well the conferences as is rumored it's none of this is confirmed yet but the conferences as it is rumored rather than doing something sensible like i don't know putting all the irish teams in one conference putting all the welsh teams in the other conference and then putting the scottish two in one the italian two in the other and splitting the south africans up or vice versa Mm -hmm. um what they've decided to do is take the league structure from the last year and then basically go one, two, one, two, one, two. So there's going to be two Irish teams, two Welsh teams, a Scottish team, an Italian team and a South African team in each conference. And A, that's that in itself is stupid because... As everybody who has half a fucking brain cell knows, the own the main attraction of domestic rugby is derbies. Yes, that's not just in the Pro Twelve. That well, is any domestic sport ever. Yeah, any it's domestic ev- sport ever. In the, the whole history the, of sports. The reason, yes. Yeah, the reason that the Premiership and the Top Fourteen are successful is because of rivalry and because of proximity and because of derbies. And the only derbies time are so any... popular that Sky invent new ones on the football. Exactly. Anybody who's in London, it's a derby. Because they have to try and build the hype up. Regardless of any kind of historic rivalry. Yes. Um, So, and and certainly the only time that anybody really cares about the Pro 12 in Wales is when the Welsh derbies are on. Yep. And they're always relative showpiece events for a not very showpiece Um, league. Yes. Roughly, and it's pretty much the same with Scotland and it's to a slightly lesser degree, but broadly the same with Ireland. Now, so we basically they're saying that what we're going to go through at the moment, we get 12 derbies for the Irish and the Welsh teams every season. Mm-hmm. That's going to be dropped to eight. Um, and the real kicker is that because of the way that they've decided to seed it, um, Ospreys and Scarlets are going to be in different conferences as will Blues Dragons. So Osprey Scarlets, which is probably the biggest game in the entire calendar for Ospreys fans and Scarlets fans, they will get probably one of those games a season and it will either be home or... Basically, once every two years, Osprey fans or Scarlets fans will now have the opportunity to watch them play against their biggest rivals. It's so fucking stupid. Do you know when you... You sit there and you think, all right, I don't agree with it, but let me just have a minute and try Mm. and think about what it is they're trying to do here. Mm. And it's a very long minute because I can't really think of what it is they're trying to do here. What they're trying to do is trying to create some sort of false parity because they think that the Irish clubs will complain if they get stuck in a league with um, all four of them and, say, the Scottish teams, they'll say, oh, well, that's infinitely fucking harder than all of the Welsh teams being in together with the Italian teams or whatever. Yeah. And equally, the Welsh teams will complain if they get stuck in with the Scottish teams. Yeah, yeah. I get where they're coming from. So they basically want to make everybody equally unhappy. 
that basically seems to be the gist of it. Let's make and I like I'm not opposed. I am opposed. I think it's stupid, but I understand why. It's the Clandrindod Wells of decisions. It's equally inconvenient it for everyone. <laughs> Good callback. Like that. <laughs> um, I get why they're expanding the Pro 12. I get yeah. that there is a desperate need for more money in the league. And they, bafflingly, and this is a quoted thing that I've seen from the uh, internal shit from the Pro 12, is that they think that they will basically be able to increase the sponsorship revenue that they get from the Pro 12 at the moment from £1 million a season to more than £9 million a season is by pure... expanding the league. And that is purely on TV sales, I'm guessing. That's what they reckon. And also sponsorship and naming rights from Guinness and all that sort of stuff. So I, I mean, see what they're me, saying is it doesn't, that... we, we don't really give a shit what crowds turn up. Well, that's I mean, a for starters, that seems fucking mental. Yeah, because how do you on what on what planet is somebody going to give you ten times more money for two extra teams? How do you? What's even the word for that? Is it is it non-nupal? I think it's stupid. Is the word for it? <laughs> no, in terms and... of nine times. How do yes. you, you know quadruple is four? So how do you yeah. go nine times the amount of sponsors? Do you non-nupal your your sponsorship? Yeah. It's. Yeah, there isn't a word for it because it doesn't. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. It's it's incredible. It seems incredibly fancy, and I, you know, fair enough. They've got the figures. I'm sure that they will, you know, say that they add up. But it seems ambitious to say the least. Does it add up in a political manifesto? Add up sort of way. Yeah, I wonder if that might be the case. I wonder what the However, IFS would make of it. <laughs> yeah, but they do. Fair enough. We need more money, and if they can get ten yeah, times yeah. the fucking money for it, then great. However. What they're doing is basically going to the long-suffering, and let's not beat around the bush here, the people who go and fucking watch the Pro 12 every week and pay fucking good money for season tickets are long-suffering in the classical renaissance sense of the word. <laughs> and this is basically just two fingers to them. You know, all these poor fuckers who've already bought season tickets... And are now being told, oh, you know those games that are by far the highlight of your season? Yeah, well, you can have less of them and probably not even the ones that you really want. Oh, Munster and Leinster are in different conferences as well, according to the big oh, ones. So. Right, so I'd, if that's their theory that they can increase the sponsorship, that's fine, But I'd, and, and I can understand that, but I don't understand how that would be made less by simply having conferences that somehow line up on geographical lines to cr create more of the match day type thing going on. No. Because like, you'd still be I've selling heard... it into other markets by the inclusion of the other teams, won't you? There's no way 100... South African TV are going to go, what? Oh, you put all the Welsh regions in one conference. Right, well, sorry, fuck off. We're only paying £4.50 no, and, and that's the thing. It's dumb. Like... People are saying, shame, oh, shame the derbies are gone, but oh, it's more money, isn't it? A, we don't know if it's more money, and B, it's needless. They could have just, like, even Super Rugby, which has been quite literally universally lambasted for the way that it's reorganised itself over the last couple of years. Mm. Even they weren't so stupid as to go, well, let's just mix everybody up. You know, <laughs> we'll take a couple of New Zealand teams, a couple of Australian teams, couple of South African teams, the Haguares and, and you know, somebody from, from South Pole or whatever. It, and it, we'll put 
Yeah. It and does smack of, um, well, how are we going to do this then? Ooh, um, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Pub? 100%. And, and, they've, <laughs> just, and they've just gone, and, and they've not thought in any way about the most, well, who should be the most important people in well, this equation, to use which the is horrible, the fucking fans. Yeah, I hesitate to use the horrible term, but it is, uh, I think in the app term, the fan experience is going to be significantly downgraded, oh, isn't it? Massively so. I mean, this people have rightly got lots of criticism for it, but it looks like that will be the end of Judgment Day, which I know that people have been very critical of it, but the fact of the matter is they still get 75,000 people yeah, watching fucking Pro 12 and, Rugby yeah. every season. And it's... <laughs> it's short-termism in the most naked sense. They're going, let's get a couple of extra million quid through the door to make us competitive in the next year or two with the Premiership and the Top 14. When long-term, it's just cutting the fan bases off at the ankles, you know? There's no... Who the fuck's going to buy an Osprey Well, it was hard enough to get people to come into the ground anyway, wasn't it? Exactly. And now you're going to say, oh, well, here's... you get to, you don't you don't get to watch the Scarlets, but you do get to watch Treviso and Edinburgh and the Kings and Connacht you know, or whatever. They were you all know. okay teams in their own right, but there's Absolutely, no cash. Nobody... There's no there's no investment to it, is there? No. Who? Can, what do I give a fuck about Ospreys versus the Kings? You know, I'm as a rugby fan, I'm interested, but it's not like. This Celtic League has been going for like 15 years now, and only now, like, and still, there's, there's not like bitter rivalry between like teams outside of their national. Like, I don't really have any animosity towards fucking no, Glasgow yeah, fans yeah, yeah, or yeah. Leinster fans or whatever. It's those rivalries are not. They it's almost like they feel like, oh, if we force them all to mix it up together and play each other all the fucking time, then rivalries will develop. But It feels I a just... little bit like when they launch the Indian Premier League in cricket. Mm. And they create all these city teams that nobody cares about and then try and get them, then they try and pump it up like it's a massive rivalry. It's like, well, nobody gives a shit, really. Because yeah. you, know, you haven't got the years and years and years. of. And it was hard enough in Wales to come overcome the... Yeah, you know, that's the thing. The People are already, thing, but... already incredibly cynical about regional rugby and have been 15 years. Now you're just saying, well... Here's the one thing that everybody actually likes about it, i.e. Welsh teams playing against Welsh teams or Irish teams playing against Irish teams or Scottish teams playing against Scottish teams. Who cares about the Italians? They don't even care. Um, <laughs> but it's just... I must say that we have I, to... I, um, I, it's, I, I, genuinely, the Protoss has done a lot of stupid things over the last 15 years. This, if it pans out the way that it's being reported that it's going to pan out is the stupidest thing they've ever done. And that's saying summit. So that is, there is a high tariff of stupidity <laughs> there and they have sailed over the bar. What, um, judging by the when I asked for shit good today from the, from the, you lovely listeners out there, the vast majority of people just came back and said all this shit with the pro 12. So you're looking at uh, Fergal Carney shit, this pro 12 disaster, Rhiannon Garth-Jones, going to add my voice to the shit Pro 12 disaster stuff. Dan Bridal, shit, the Pro 12 farce. Looking forward to hearing what Joss has to say about this utter, cluster, this utter clusterfuck. Well, you've just heard him. Um, Sean, shit, the idea of conferences in Pro 12, and etc., etc. That's from Sean. 
Sean, Sean Kerwin. Although he does add good, the Blood and Mud podcast, I've only just discovered it. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Tell your friends. Um, but then a sort of one lone voice flapping in the darkness, like, you know, a whistle being blown in a shipwreck, <laughs> is um, is Lawrence Hooper, who says that he thinks good is the Pro 14 conferences because teams will have to take non-derby games seriously. No, they won't. Start internationals and produce a TV product even Barnes's commentary can't ruin. So hey, it, so it, nothing some, wrong with it. There has been nothing wrong with the Pro 12 product for the last two years. To it's, it's been fine. To which Nick Tailteller responded, there is no such TV product that Stuart Barnes can't <laughs> ruin. That's very true. True. But no, it won't because ultimately these, you know, the Welsh Rugby Union and the IRFU still centrally contract all their players, which means that they will still restrict the number of games that they play in the league, which means that you'll see Welsh internationals for exactly and Irish internationals for exactly the same number of games that you would have before, with the exception of now they will be less meaningful games. Think about that one. It's you'll see Len- it's, Leinster's B team playing against somebody you don't care about. Yeah, playing against a knackered Kings team who are on a fucking four week track <laughs> trot around Wales and Ireland. A four week tour of Premier Inns. Ugh, like. I mean, that's before you... Yeah, we haven't even got into the fact that we're now playing somebody in another fucking hemisphere, for God's sake. At least it's the same time zone. At least it is, but it's not the, the same tiny, fucking distance. The tiny sliver of not terrible news is that it's... Yes. Not, I'm not saying it's good news, I'm saying it's not terrible news. Yeah, I'm just so, looking how long the flight time is from Heathrow to Cape Town, isn't it out of interest. 11 hours. Uh, yeah, something like that. 11 hours, 30 minutes. And Good only flight one trivia flight. knowledge from me. Thank you very much. And there is uh, and there is one flight a day from Heathrow to Cape Town. So uh, Yeah, somebody pointed out last week there's not a single flight to anywhere in South Africa from Welsh, Irish or Scottish airports. No, it's all Heathrow. Um, it's just a shit idea. <laughs> and the best part is they're not even fucking done with it. Yeah, they're still talking about Washington, aren't they? The plan is, and again, this is from the thing that uh, somebody showed me of the thing that they've shown to the regional supporters groups, is that the plan is for, by I think it's 2021 or 2023, to have two US-based franchises and a German team (laughs) in the first 12. (laughs) They are living in a fucking fantasy world. I, I get that German rugby's on the up. I get that American rugby is on the up, although I think that the interest in that is drastically overstated. I, I agree with that. I just think people think because it's, you know, it's almost like if you build it, they will come, except yeah. the opposite. Imagine Field of Dreams if none of the baseball players turned up. Imagine how shit a film <laughs> that would be. They That's won't a... come. <laughs> yes. well, if you build it, with... they will be disinterested. Not as good a strap line. Could they not fucking look at what's happening with the Sunwolves? Like Japan, I was just about to come on to that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's really easy to get behind your team for an international tournament. Wales does that with rugby every fucking year. Yes, twice. They get they care about Wales during the Six Nations and rugby, and they care about rugby during the Autumn Internationals. The rest of the year, ninety nine percent of the Welsh population couldn't give a fuck. And look at the regional attendance figures, if you don't believe me. Yes. Now, and that's a nation where. Rugby is allegedly our national sport. 
Now, America, okay, there's a fuckload more people, but they're not going to go from fucking Texas to Chicago or Washington to watch a fuck. They're not going to get a season ticket if they're in New York to watch a team playing in Washington. It's like a fucking five-hour round trip. It's... In short, Josh is not supportive of the idea. Those of you you may have thought you might be tuning in to hear Josh, Josh uh, waxing about how wonderful it is, are sadly mistaken, and you're probably borderline insane because you knew that was never coming anyway. Yes. So there you go. We, I mean, the the announcements tomorrow. We have had some requests to go do a pod again once the announcement has been made. I, I don't think, think you want me to do that, I don't do think you? Wants I mean, us, wants us to do just, that. Just I'm not, Josh you know, Gardner. You'll see. You'll see everything yeah. you need to see. Just, just go to Josh on Twitter, and you can watch the bit like me with the Haskell Lions announcement. You can watch the full implosion from the safety of your own armchair. It's fine. Yes, it's it's probably best if I'm not doing it audibly because you know I can at least edit myself a little bit on Twitter. Whereas, I mean, if we could, we we could pull a JB and Facebook Live it, I suppose. But uh, I was, you know, I was, yeah, because the egg chases Facebook Live now, don't they? I don't know how really? we, because we do this via Skype. I don't know how we'd Facebook Live this. Can you imagine if we try? You'd have to do it, and I'd have to do it. It'd just be the two of us sat in a room. It'd be very odd. I mean, it it would pull back some of the uh, the curtain a little bit. Oh yeah, because there's so what, much what glamorous, there's so much fucking mystique about this pod. We here. don't we don't let people behind I mean, the curtain, do we? I mean, there's an ironing board behind you. There's some drying <laughs> racks next to me. It's it's all it's. Yeah, tell you what, <sighs> unbelievable high tech. It's like fucking Garrison Keeler's radio hour. <laughs> yeah. So um, so there you go. That's the Pro 14 shambles. When I said I was do- we're doing this at the end of the season party as a joke, I said, you know, what DVD shall shall we watch? Because that's what you used people. to do. It. There's genuinely no, suggested some well, DVDs. The Jerry Barman got in touch. The DVD says, I've just finished Hotel Rwanda. It's a belter. Yeah, I agree it is. But really, <laughs> what kind of school did you go to where they put it's Hotel, Ru- <laughs> they put Hotel yeah, Rwanda on? It's not Home Alone, is it? <laughs> it's not exactly enough. Yeah. I remember watching Top Gun when I was in school. That shows giving yeah. my age away, but yeah. Hotel Rwanda, bloody hell. It is a good film, but it's a bit harrowing it's for a load of 13 year olds. It's, it's a tough watch for a bunch <laughs> of school kids at the end of term when they've had a few too many sweets, I'd say. <laughs> you can imagine the tears would be flowing. Nightmares <laughs> all, all through the summer. Mm. Anyway, so there you go. That was the Pro 12 debacle. We are not uh, convinced, so we will see no, what happens. I, I genuinely think the Pro 12 won't exist in five years' time, but... Uh, well, it, of course it won't, because it'll be the Pro 27. Well, no, exactly. Whatever the Pro, whatever it is. There'll be a team it's... on Malta. It'll be fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. That would make more sense, because there are actually flights to Malta via EasyJet from yes. most airports. So... And it's sort of in Europe. Yeah. Well, it is in Europe. It's not sort of yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in the middle of the Med, isn't it? Well, according to Eurovision, Australia's sort of in Europe now. So, <laughs> can we get them in? Is that how this works now? Is it Eurovision rules? Well, actually, it's true. Where are the Where are the Axe Australian teams going to go? Uh, <laughs> that's surely the next port of call, isn't it? <laughs> Depressingly, that's probably not the stupidest thing. Well, it makes more sense. They're going to move reviving it to... the Rebels or the Force and having them make twenty-seven hour flights every week is somehow less stupid than trying to make a Pro 12 team in Washington, See, D.C. work. they've missed the whole trick here. They should just take Western Force and move it to Riga. Yes. And then imagine all the stag dudes that'll go. Ah, oh, that'd be great. All the EasyJet and Jet 2 flights going out to Riga with all the animals on it. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Or Budapest, you know? Yeah. Romanians love a bit of rugby. They do. Tbilisi. 
Right, so where was I then? We were talking about, yeah, so let's go into the uh, shit good season review retrospective, shall yes. we? I feel like we should start with shit so that we can end you on a high note. You do surprise me. Well, I just kind of like to, I like to end on a positive, you know? Go on then, you can start. Uh, oh, first shit of the season, I guess, is constant concussion shenanigans. Very from true. George North coming back on when he had no business to. Kieran Reid never going off um, in that Jones final Lions test. Alan well. jones coming back on. The whole fucking shambles of France and their dodgy scrum subs. It's been a year that's reminded us for all the work that we feel that we've done in this area. We've got so far to go in changing attitudes of players and coaches and fans. Like It needs to be sorted, big style. Uh, yeah, what else did I have for shit? I had shit, Wales in the autumn. Cash your mind oh. back to Wales in the autumn, Josh. God, fucking hell. Do you remember I having... was there for two of those games. Did you go to the Australia game? Uh, no, thankfully I didn't go to that Do you remember one. in that I Australia went... game how they made Bernard Foley look like a sort of magnificent perambulating genius like John Travolta doing that yeah he looked, he looked like Phil Bennett crossed for John Travolta didn't he it was he did the whole obscene. the whole of Wales cleared out of his way so he could do that kind of drop into his <laughs> knees pretend to fasten your cuffs and point at women thing like Travolta did it was incredible <laughs> oh they were a poor I, yeah I went to the South Africa game and the Argentina game and oh. somehow I went to the two best games of the autumn and I still came away clinically depressed <laughs> in both well, yeah, because the only shit for me was South Africa for the entire season. Oh, God, they were be bad. Doing some kind of interpretive dance piece called Depressive Befuddlement or something. It was absolutely yes. awful. Yeah. Uh, other shits for me. Do you remember Eddie Jones after the Italy game in the Six Nations? Remind me. And, and remember we were sat in the car leaving Twickenham and they yes. got it on the radio. And he was just the most shitty, ungracious <laughs> bitter little man in the post-match about Italy using the the weird ruck tactic thing. And they yes. just they are really stuck with me because, like, they still won with a bonus point, didn't they? Like, yeah. he got everything he needed out of that game. Finally. It took him half an hour to adjust. But yeah, yeah, they got there. It was the incredibly end. frustrating for an England fan or certainly an England coach. I imagine, As you witnessed at close quarters, yeah. Yeah, but he just couldn't fucking bear to be gracious about the fact that his team got totally outsmarted. Yeah, they outsmarted and... you for a little while, yeah. Yeah, and like I've grown to quite like Eddie over the last two years because he is quite funny. But that moment, oh, just really soured me on him because it was just like, mate, have a bit of fucking graciousness about having, you know, somebody with vastly inferior resources almost getting one over on you, but not, you know, saying that they weren't playing rugby and all this sort of shit. And, yeah. Uh, it was horrible. Lots of shit for me. The Bristol defence. Oh, it was bad, mind. Never in the field of human conflict has so much gone wrong for so many <laughs> because of the coordination skills of so few. Mm. However, tell you what went right. Sir. The highest, two highest percentage goal kickers in the Premiership last year. Callum Sheedy, Bristol. And Big Gav. Big Gav, yes. Bristol. Both 90% goal kickers. Glorious. And he dropped and the odd, and he threw the odd drop goal in as well, didn't he, Big Gav? Yeah. They still went down in fucking flames. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. 
talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. What shit for me. Pascal Pape being dropped by Phil the Midlothian Hammer Burley. Do you remember that? (laughs) He kind of tickled his chin and he took the biggest fall ever. Oh, that was disgusting. Despicable. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Scotland, actually, shit also was Stuart Hogg's luck this oh, year. Yeah. Like, Listen. arguably the most exciting player in the Northern Hemisphere, lasted 10 minutes of his team's biggest game in years against England, and then they and shat we, themselves. We all know how that turned out. Yeah. And then he lost his Lions tour to a freak injury caused by his own teammate. Like, Not wanting to go should... back into that too much, but do you think that it was that England game that did for lots of Scotland players? 100%. Is that what it really boils down to, you reckon? Yeah. Well, as we went, as I said at the time, there's no Sc- Scottish coaches didn't want to be involved, so there's no one in the room going, no, they're yeah. not mentally fragile, fucking terrified children like they appeared. In all reality, like it... do you know what? I, In terms of that, in, I don't want to get into this too much, but in, in terms of that inclusion thing, mm. I think Gatland, it was more disgraceful that he didn't take, he didn't offer Gregor Townsend the full attack coach role. That was the yeah. real insult, actually. He should have said, "No, sorry, Rob, you you had it last time. It's Gregor's go this time." And that would have been a more respect. The, the players, I can, you're trying to fit into a system, understand that, but actually, yeah, that was thinking back. I didn't pick it up at the time, but I think actually now I think about it, that was the more disgraceful. I, t- I totally get why Townsend was like, "Fucking hell, be his Absolutely. assistant." Fuck what? off, yeah. I've got yeah. However, actually, what I don't think get is when they asked how Townsend's assistant to come and be Howley's assistant. That's that true. he still he still went fuck you. That's just being chippy and shitty about it. I get it, but yeah. Gatland obviously knew that. It's we we took, we discussed the whole Gatland ball thing again. Yeah. You know, it's a game plan that needs to be instituted in three weeks. It there's no time for fancy shit. And yet he didn't play that game plan. But let's not go over that again. No, but yeah, rugby chaos, mate. Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I genuinely think if Stuart Hogg had managed well, to luck, avoid to come back to that, timely yes. injuries, he probably would have been in the World Player of the Year shortlist. And he might well still get there, but it's hard to be in the reckoning and when you've missed the biggest moments of your year. And the fact that he played um, Liam Williams at fullback shows he would have picked Hogg. Oh, 100% Hogg would have for the Lions. Right. Um, what else have we got that's shit for, this, for the season? Uh, the whole Denny Solomon thing. Well, Leaving aside indeed. how he plays, because he's done all right, mm. the whole thing absolutely fucking stank. Oh, start it's horrible. To finish. England, with the, the RFU, with one of the biggest leading lights in having a go at people for fucking doing this, were trying to implement mm-hmm. a law change at the time. And all right, they acted within the letter of the, of, of the residency laws, but it wasn't in the spirit of it, especially when you're one of the prime movers trying to make it change. 100%. It was an no, absolute it's... disgrace. And actually, he's, 
there's no way that the RF that, that Sale and the RFU weren't talking to each other throughout the whole of oh, this. No. It was they've basically condoned a total an utter shit out trick. Yeah, and equally see the whole Johan Gusen situation over in France. Mm. Did he retire? Has he not retired? Is it all some sort of big ruse to engineer a move to Montpellier? Like, yeah, I mean, that was unedifying on a personal level. The Solomona thing just makes English rugby and sale look incredibly hypocritical, really. Let's not beat around the bush. Although Castleford are largely laughing their tits off now. Well, yeah. Because they've been given they... a very large... Not, and, and... Steve Diamond says they've done nothing wrong. Nothing says I've done nothing wrong, like settling for a hundred for a six-figure sum outside of court. <laughs> nothing, nothing yes. says that. He was very keen to point out that that was less than what they'd originally offered in a transfer fee. Right. A, you sure about that? And B, yeah, it's still a six-figure payment, mate. Although Castleford have signed one of their ex-players back from Australia, who's now scored thirty odd tries this season, so they're, <laughs> they're not really that arsed, and they've still got money in the bank as a result of it. So I suppose yes. everyone wins, but it just it just smacks of, of a place we don't want to be. Really, well, I don't blame Danny Solomona. I don't blame oh, him. No, he he takes an but... option. He's offered money. He takes. We'd all do it. I understand that, but that's you know. The, thi- the thing that it reminds me of very vividly is what used to happen with Welsh players with Rugby League in the 90s and the 80s. No, that can't possibly be true because Rugby League never did anything wrong ever. <laughs> Obviously not. But it's, you know, everyone in Rugby Union used to say that that was like the shittiest of shit moves. Yes. And now Rugby Union's doing exactly the same. And apparently that's fine. Apparently, it's I don't like, think no. the difference with that before is that that wasn't just about this one wasn't just about money. It was about a change of nationality. That didn't happen. Yes, with the yeah, that's team. very true, actually. Um, anyway, mm. yeah, that's that. So that was shit this season. What have you got that was I shit? Completely agree. Um, do you remember that Treviso versus Gloucester in the Challenge Cup when they had to play it on Treviso's training pitch in front of about oh, fifteen yeah. people and a dog because their ground was frozen? <laughs> yes, that to me is just. Italian rugby in a nutshell this year it's just a fucking shambles of a farce although zebras still are going to exist by yeah because they're meant to move but now they decided they're not going to aren't they they fancy some well, southern kings action obviously don't they clearly clearly they love that shit yeah um, god you had forgotten about that but yeah I do remember that now yeah amazing that um, other things that are shit um, the 120 minute half of rugby oh that was awful for a was variety it 120 of reasons. Minutes? I can't remember how long it was eventually. Yeah. Was it 120 it was minutes? It was fucking ages, mate. I'll tell you what. And, it's the and, longest 120 minutes of my life. And Rabus and Rabus Slamani and his special exclusion from the rugby law book. Yeah. At the end of the nice. rugby law book is a little asterisk and it says, except Rabus Slamani. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, player welfare yes. in general, namely all this nonsense talk of extending the Premiership season to make it a 10 month, the whole continuing shambles of trying to get a global season in order the pro 12 expansion stuff which we've already discovered discussed all of the bollocks with the Haguares and super rugby and basically spending their lives on a plane it's like all the while players are getting hurt more they're retiring early it just doesn't fucking add up does it like do you care about player welfare or do you care about making fucking absolutely every penny you can because it's pretty clear what's Yes. That's right, wrong, and right and wrong answers there. And 
And, all yeah, the, and this, is, this is all the same people is. who want to get rid of the, the Lions. Yeah, for player welfare reasons. That's bollocks. There's no fucking player welfare reason for getting rid of the Lions that they care about. It's to do with they want to protect their players that they feel like they own because they pay their wages. And fair enough to an extent, but it's it's these little things that chip away at rugby's soul. Somebody tweeted earlier, and I'm sorry, I can't find the tweet now, but somebody did tweet us earlier saying, these people want to get rid of the Red of the Lions, but are quite happy for the Anglo-Welsh Cup to continue along its <laughs> its merry existence. Well, yeah, exactly. That's their thing. Speaking like of I shit, said, the Anglo-Welsh the Cup. Be... <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a standing item every year, surely. Um, other shits for me, George North. Yeah. This makes me sad. Like, Is he still he at Northampton? Little... Is he going anywhere? Because he needs to go he somewhere. wish he would. God, I, think, see, like I think everybody would win if he left Northampton because I they'd get all that agree. salary back. Yeah, they could spend on something else, and he could go somewhere where he's actually happy. It's, it's. I don't understand why he signed up for him again. To be honest, it's, it's baff. Like there were, there were moments when he was playing for Wales in the Six Nations, for example, where he looked like George North of old for a little bit. Mm. But like for Northampton on the Lions tour, he just looks a shadow of himself, and he looks so short of confidence, and he's so tentative, yeah. and doesn't trust his How many times this season anymore. have you done that? Oh, he's back. Look, there's George North, and nope. nothing ever nope. came of it, did it? I desperately want him to be back to the player he's in 2013, but I'm genuinely starting to lose a bit of hope now, and it's just like, it's, it's almost very, like he very needs, sad. He needs to do a Corbusiero, you know, and say, actually, I'm just going to take the rest of the season off <laughs> and come back a bit it, more refreshed. Yeah. Or what the best thing that could ever happen to him is that the Scarlets welcome him back into their loving arms and he plays in a back line with Liam Williams and yeah. and it's just, yeah, how it should be and how it always should have been. Last, uh, last couple for me, shit. Will Greenwood in a dicky bow and shell suit top fill a bus string <laughs> for an hour? Remember that? When the game see was the kick was delayed. In a, see also Will Greenwood in a kilt at the uh, Champions Cup final. And while he was filibustering for an hour in the dicky bow, he picked in the he picked a Lions team that had a, a Lions test team that had Haskell starting and Adam Byrne on the wing. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I do while remember he was that. Waffling yeah. on and on and on and on while there was oh, a delayed kickoff God. in Paris. Let's just, oh, I'm going to miss the Lions greatly, but that is one thing that I. I'm quite happy to see the back off you for do three get and a half years. A t- you do get about a two and a half, three year respite now for this nonsense, yeah. don't you? No That's fucking prospective lion tours. We've had the 2021 uh, picks already. Yes, I did and that, say that's on Twitter, the end of it now. I did say on Twitter, yeah, you get it for about a week and then that's that, isn't it? Yeah. I did say on Twitter that congratulations to um, Mayweather and that Irish fellow because <laughs> their fucking MMA boxing nonsense kayfabe Traveling circus bollocks actually made me more angry than people taking 2021 Lions teams. <laughs> so congratulations to everyone involved. Yeah, in that. no, no mean feat. And what else did I have um, for shit? Go on, have you got uh, one more? A uh, final one for me, and uh, I'm going to be a bit serious again. But the Exeter blind spot. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to go on about it. No, we've already we've had a row. We both had a row on Twitter this week already. Yes, so let's just leave like, it there. To see so many journalists falling over themselves to describe Chiefs as this perfect club on and off the pitch. Fucking hell. There's no excuse for intelligent, informed people to ignore 
the fucking elephant in the room. And aside from the fact they just don't want to because it's annoying, inconvenient. There's no need for anyone to, disco- to ignore the giant rubberized gollywog equivalent <laughs> that's in the room. That's what they shouldn't be ignoring. Yes, well, exactly. But that's just one man's opinion. Yes. Obviously, but quite a few and people do offer us their support, but a lot more indeed. people tell us to stop taking it so seriously because it's nothing to worry about, in inverted commas. Right. Last shit for me, and again, quite seriously, this season was losing Juice Vaster Van der Vestes. Oh, it was fucking horrible, wasn't it? Which we did this season. As I said at the time, and I'll say it again, it was like, feels a bit like losing Lomu, but the difference from losing Lomu was that Jonah Lomu was a superhero. He was like an X-Man. He was another, on another planet. Juice wasn't. He looked a little bit like all of us but he was just a better version. You can imagine yourself doing what he did, although you never could. Never, ever. No. Yeah. So very tough yeah, and that. so very, very mortal. Yeah. Such a, such a shame. Such a shame. Seemed like a nice guy as well. Yeah, he really did. Last shit, something from Twitter for the season. Shit, Ulster's forwards and forwards coach being so crap that one of the best back lines in Europe was simply a pipe dream. You know what, Colin? <laughs> this is from Colin McBride on Twitter. Colin, you know what? I like that you're trying to ascribe the blame for this failure to the forwards coach rather than the fact Indeed. that Josh said earlier this season that it looked like it was the best because we all know where the blame lies, don't we, really? Well, yeah, but I've paid the price for that because <laughs> yeah, one of the worst sure. forward coaches in Europe is now the forward coach of the Ospreys. So, uh, At brilliant. least you won't have to lose to the Scarlets with a terrible pack. Yeah, can't conferences. wait. <laughs> cannot wait. I've heard really brilliant things coming out of the Ospreys this season in the off season it's really got me excited <laughs> yeah really has <sighs> will we have another one of those brilliant pictures of how terrible the Ospreys are Steve Tandy looking slightly bemused and Alan when Jones sat in no, no socks at a, at a wrap behind a ramshackle picnic table at a press I conference can, I can only assume yes <laughs> that's going to sum up the entire season Right, so that was our shit good rundown of the season. I hope we enjoyed going. No, it wasn't. That was just a shit. I'm not well, doing good just yet. A shit. Sorry. Oh, we haven't even done the good bit. Right, good. Ireland beating the All Blacks. Uh, yes, that was great. Let's face it. Um, I've got other other goods for me. Um, underdogs. Okay, like okay, England won the Six Nations and Sarri won the Champions Cup. But I mean, all of their other shit aside, Exeter winning the yeah. Prem great was story. a good. A Great good story. story. Scarlet's winning the Pro 12 was a good story. Lions drawing in New Zealand. Who saw that coming? It's it's been a good year for all that stuff. It has, yeah. And I've had good. I don't know if they call them underdogs, but I've had good Scarlets reminding us reminding us of a brand of rugby that we all love, and it was fantastic to see. Oh, it was. They were the brilliant season. to watch. They really were. Unless we it's... forget, it was their work that made Jonathan Davis be a huge difference in that Lions tour. Yes, hundred percent, definitely not. What else have I got? as good. Vern Cotter's tears. Oh, emotional was... choked up Vern is my favourite Vern. I prefer that to animal biting Vern. Yeah, he's a less fun version of Vern that I like. Um, other good things. I mean, it didn't sort of. It wasn't the fairy tale that they all expected to it to be. But um, the way that Munster responded to to uh, yeah Foley's death, as much as you know, it's a fucking horrible, horrendous moment. And as much as we all got a bit sick of Sky going on about it all the time. The way it galvan, particularly that game against Glasgow the week after. Absolutely, yeah. Um, remarkable thing. Uh, showcased the very best of rugby. And the All Blacks with the figure of eight thing. Oh, yeah, I love that. It was, yeah, brilliant. Uh, what else was good this season? Ross Moriarty, the coming uh, of our new saviour. Hallowed be his name. Yes, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> Weirdly, he was on mine as well, Kelsey yeah. Breeze. Not, I'm not even yeah. Welsh. 
but I fucking love him. I adore Ross Moriarty in a way that's starting to become a little bit creepy. Um, other good for me, World Rugby eligibility rules. Like, as much as we just rightly yeah. chastised England for the, the Solomona thing, extended it to five years, long overdue, and hopefully it stems the tide of players being hoovered up by English and French clubs. Probably won't, but... Yeah. <laughs> what else have I just got? Let's younger. Nigel back in Nigel, of course. Nigel back in January to the props to the replacement front rows. Is this why you six don't start games? Oh, that was a great line. That was very. I know. Very I he know must he have been, thinks them all up the night before. Yeah, but he must, he's had that up his sleeve for line. weeks, hasn't he? But it was still cracking. Yes. Speaking of the front rows, the weekend. Mm. In, do you remember the weekend back in January? But it was basically like prop idol, where you had Newcastle's John Welsh with his glorious step and go and chip and chase. Oh God, yeah. And on the same weekend. Adam Jones playing 60 minutes on the wrong side of the scrum for Harlequins when he wasn't even meant to be playing. To be there, yes. And oh, they phoned him and said, get down was. to the game. And he said, fine. <laughs> then the ta- then the, the loose end got injured and, and he went for 60 minutes and, and <laughs> held the scrum up. What a ledge. Hero. Um, other good things for me, the Six Nations bonus points. We were mm-hmm. a bit sceptical, but yeah. honestly, probably one of the most entertaining and competitive Six Nations in years. Um, and actually, generally, least, it's been a good season. There's been, been lots really and lots good of good season, rugby. Like... To, you might not think of it. Listen to us moaning bastards every week, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, I've loved every minute of it. It's been a really good. It's season. been a really great season. Um, yeah, I th- bonus points are probably here to stay now. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, Haguaro's mascot. What is his name? Haguardo. Haguardo. High flying cheerleader, flirting, breakdancing, skydiving hero of Argentinian rugby. Flare waving, motorbike oh, riding. Love that guy. Board short guy. wearing. I wish, I wish they were joining the Pro 12. <laughs> I'd get a season ticket to go and watch. I'd just go to where all the grounds in Britain where Haguardo is going to be every week. That's where I'd be. Glorious. Good uh, for me. Who can forget David Humphreys tying his shoes and missing the winning try? <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Though. The look Chelsea. on his face. Gloucester have brought a lot of comedy this season. And they, they have basically been a little bit like a comedy travelling show, yeah. haven't they? They've been jongleurs RFC a little bit, haven't they? It's <laughs> From absolutely crumbling in the face of victory every time to... Do you remember, what... Do you remember when Laurie Fisher like basically just tweeted after the game, like, fuck yeah. it, lads, I'm done. Okay, I can't fucking and... do this no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is clearly isn't working, and just quit. <laughs> On Twitter, a resignation by Twitter by a man in a silly hat was Glorious. Gloucester's season in, in a the nutshell. Shoe tie, the giant coat of befuddlement. Oh, the giant coat of... I hope that stays next year. The Billy Twelve Trees soft toy. Oh, that Bleacher thing. creature. Bleacher creature. It's God, all where good. would we be without Gloucester this year? Where would we be without... Honestly. Never change. I know, sorry Gloucester fans out there, but we don't ever yeah. want them to change. No, there's got to be one change. club that keeps us entertained. Exactly. Final good for me for this year is you lot out there for your wonderful contributions that we've had all season that always Indeed, make me chuckle. It has been fantastic. But particularly, of course, hashtag Sean Holly songs and oh, the rugby duck feeding. Uh, both genuine highlights of my year. I'm Brilliant. not going to lie. Stop. Joel's, uh, Josh has made a, a moment which will live forever. We can read it, it if will. we want. Indeed. Anything good from it, you? At least until Twitter gets closed down for like horrendous abuse or whatever. Yeah. Um. And my final good was Johnny May's attempt at scrummaging in England's game against oh, Argentina. Of course, yes. Still one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Glorious. Mm. 
That was our shit group, but there was lots more. But they were the kind oh, of highlights that Scotland. I picked up. You were great. Scotland like, were great. Sorry about the Lions yeah. thing, but it was wonderful yeah. to watch you. I expect, I'm, and you know what? I think, even I'm an England fan, I want to see them again. I'm really looking forward to watching Scotland in the, in the yeah. next two years. I think they'll they've be been a, they've really been a good joy value. to watch. Sky's the limit. And Hamish Watson, Hamish Watson, imagine in the next Lions tour, number six, Moriarty, number seven, Hamish Watson, oh, number eight, Billy Von Apola. That'll be fucking blinding. Oh, it's going to be like shithouse central, isn't it? It is, yeah. Can't wait. Not Billy. Billy's lovely. Yes, he can be a bit of a shit. He can be a bit field. of a shit, can he? Yeah. So there you go. That's how a shit good ramp through the season. Have you got anything else quickly? For the <sighs> no, no. no. Right, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good it out. Now, I asked, we started a new feature recently where I've asked you to do rugby pick and mix, where you can use Ooh. our tool on the site at the page bloodandmud.com slash rugby pick mix. There's a little tool there where you can pick and create your own favorite player. Or best player, worst player, joke player, whatever. You basically have to go on there and you have to put in, select which player you want the brain of, the hands of, the tackling of, the personality of, and the fighting ability of, and give us a little bit of an explanation of why you've picked who you've picked. As anticipated, I think of the numerous submissions that we've had, about 0.024% of them were sensible ones. Good. That's the ratio I'd expect, to be honest. So, for example, this is the kind of offering that we're getting with Rugby Pick and Mix. Paul Topham got in touch to make his own player. He said, this fine specimen is a naked flame of hope in an ever-darkening world. When you Mm. see this player in action, no matter your age, no matter your ability, you will always be able to think to yourself, I could actually do that myself. This is a good thing. (laughs) And here we go. The brain of Ben Bottica, the hands of Paul Sackey, the the tackling of Arwell Thomas, the personality of Johnny Wilkinson, (laughs) and and the fighting ability of Ian Balshaw. (laughs) <laughs> that would be some specimen on the fit. That was, that's basically Arwell Thomas, actually. No, actually, I mean, no, his yeah, hands are better than Paul Sackey's, to be fair. Yes, but, yeah. that is true. Caleb Whiteford got in touch, and he simply his description is simply, fuck it, he'll do it himself. <laughs> Gets brains of Sergio Parise, hands of Sergio yes. Parise. Yeah. You see where that's going. Fancy yeah, ability yeah. of Sergio Parise. What else have we got here? Here's one. Brain of Andy Powell. Hands of James Haskell, tackling yeah. of Gareth Steenson, personality of Dan Bigger, and the fighting ability of Mike Brown. That's Warren Davis. And he says, with the exception of the hands, I think I may have just created Danny Cipriani. He's <laughs> <laughs> not far wrong. He's not far wrong. Oh, look at a sensible one. A sensible ah, one. boring. Matt, <laughs> Matt C. in the North got in touch, and he said, this is basically a killer rugby terminator sent from the future to destroy all opposition with blank-faced, utter detachment, arguably already exists in Falatau, but, you know, I wanted to play the game. Brain of, well, Sam, yeah. brain of Sam Warburton, hands of yep. Kieran Reid, yep. tackling of Ross Moriarty, yep. personality of Falatau, fighting yep. ability of Kyle Sinclair. That would be some player, that wouldn't it? That <laughs> oh, really what would player be, that would be? That would be some Woof. player. Have we got time for one more? Let's do one more. Alvaro got in touch. He said, a real Frankenstein player with the personality of redoubtable no-nails glue, but with all the frustratingly brilliant artistry of an early professional era when you still had your law degree to fall back on. (laughs) They would be a beauty to watch, but not to listen to, and would be great at picking fights and then leave the punching to somebody else like Olivier Merle or Rumar. 
<laughs> I like it. Overall, has the highly likable tendency for an inexplicable brain fart or two while replacing while resplendent in an oversized cotton trader's jersey and continuously running into Dave Ellis designed brick walls or something. <laughs> it would be crazy. Brain of Finn Russell. Yeah. Hands of Carlos Spencer. Oh. The tackling of Javier Garbajosa. Yes. Personality of Martin Corrie. And the fighting ability of any shithouse French scrum half you care to choose. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Also, speaking of uh, Alvaro, uh, he sent us a very, very nice email this week. He did send week. us a very nice that, email. Yes, he did. That I love with you. I forgot to respond to. I responded um, to it because I'm oh, a responsible good. person, Josh. Yeah, yes. You're a nice person. Fair play. I, uh, yeah. I know that or I'm not as busy at work as you are. That can't be true. So. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just really forgetful and awful but yes thank you Alvaro I was very touched yes Andy and Brum also just did another one of those and just put Tom Croft's name in each of the categories because <laughs> it's Tom Croft we will revisit that as time goes yes. on but please if, get if your you number yourself if you find yourself at a loose end over this off season and Jesus Christ I know there was super rugby on but <laughs> this was a rough weekend for me I don't know about you there was very little sport to watch there was very, very little sport to watch, yes. And, I, yeah, I'll level with you. The end of season Super Rugby meaningless shit really wasn't doing it for me. And so if it's only going to get worse. So if over the next month or two you just think, God, I miss rugby. God, I'm bored. Just just pop on there. Just create a yeah, fantasy create rugby player. Create a fantasy player. Think about it. you know, And then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll start off with it when the season starts. Yeah. Now... Before we move on to the normal shit good and say goodbye for the end of the season, mm. I've got another player spotted that's coming. You are spoiling us. You well, know this that, you? T- he tweeted me at about half past four and said, I've got one. Is it too late to send it to you for the pod? I said, no, it isn't. You whack it in. <laughs> Never so too late. Never too late. So this one's uh, emails from Mar- Mike Karpathios. Like it. I- I'm assuming that's uh, some form of Greek descent, Michael. Because um, so, I can't help saying it like Mike Karpathios. <laughs> but, um, which is probably a slur, so I'm sorry. But uh, probably, uh, yeah. But, anyway, you know. Mike Carpathios, Mike Carpathios. I'm sorry, whichever one it is. Um, mm. After listening to the podcast for some time and enjoying it immensely, thank you very much. I thought I should share one of my player spotted stories. He says I have a few more, but they are much more benign than this, and maybe can be saved for another time. Oh, you're to- you're toying oh, with us, Mike. You tease. You, you tease absolute you. tease. Last year, I finished my undergraduate degree at Royal Holloway. Is, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Is that a? Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good uni. I went to university in Middlesbrough. You know, I'm, I'm so <laughs> far away from that. I can't tell you. Last year, yeah, at Royal Holloway, and sat some of my exams in the esteemed company of London Irish and England Saxons winger, who would tour after his finals papers, Alex Lewington. Hmm. He was actually on my course for the whole three years. However, he was rarely seen around the geography department, but he had his picture up on the wall with the rest of the faces from my year. Myself and some of the other rugby-supporting friends were amazed when we realised we were studying alongside a real professional rugby player upon seeing this. However, we were long hesitant to believe it as we never actually saw him. My first and last memory of seeing him, I don't think he even came to graduation, was just before entering my Regeneration of Urban Centres course. Now that sounds knicker-grabbing, doesn't it? Oh, God. What was your, what, I wonder what the case study was. Um, Grimsby. Hull. <laughs> it's, always, it's always somewhere northern, isn't it? Or yeah, so, it's, it's always so, somewhere northern, or it's always somewhere Welsh. It's always somewhere like Evervale or Bridget, or somewhere in Bedfordshire, Luton, yeah. or somewhere. Swansea. Anyway, regeneration of urban centres course. 
He was wearing London Irish shorts and socks with a brown jumper. The only other person he spoke to was somebody else in, in London Irish stash. I think he placed him, but I don't know who he is. Bearded fellow and very tall, maybe a lock. He was, unlike Alex, not seen very often, only in a few more lectures. He, the, the tall fella, interestingly, had an interest in the theories on development. Mm. The theories on development. After yeah. the exam, Alex disappeared into thin air again, only to be seen on the hallowed wall with his face on it. I'm not sure how well he did, seeing as he was never in class. I was too focused on my own paper to look at how easy or hard he was finding it. <laughs> so I do love the fact he took it for exam in his London Irish kit. Wonder if he passed. Anyone know Alex Lewington out there? I must tweet him. He's got yeah. it on Twitter. Alex, did you pass yeah. this exam? Did you pass? Yeah. Are you a qualified whatever that degree would give you a qualification yeah. in? Well, he hasn't said, actually. Just an undergrad. Was it geography? Let's go. MSc, I guess. Was it Maybe geography? It's a BSc, and it? it's not a master's. Oh, BSc, sorry, yeah. Regeneration of urban centres, cracking. So there you go. That's another play spotted. The final one of the season. Now, in terms of the normal shit, good. I'll be honest with you. It's it, as I said, most of you were ranting about the Pro Twelve, so it's uh, it's slim it's slim pickings. Well, yeah, there was some Super Rugby this weekend. Some things happened. Um, for shit, I think we do. We start with. Good for the Sunwolves or shit for the Blues? Well, funnily enough, John Pulley said it was shit. The Sunwolves were shit in that they finally turned up against the Blues team already on the beach. Where have they yeah. been all year? I don't think it's to do with the Sunwolves or to do with the Blues' attitude because they had none to I... fuck all to play there either, did well, they? Well, yeah. They, they had literally one game left after a Lions tour and, you know, they don't give a shit. They beat the Lions. They're basically happy. Yeah, as somebody said, actually, um, this now means that the Sunwolves are the best team in the world, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, yeah, if Bar- there was some sort of like shit-watch trophy thing flying around, then... <laughs> yes. Yeah, the maybe. Blues could, or the Blues could have it for the whole summer. Oh, God. That would be a bitter pill to I didn't, swallow, I didn't mention. It? I didn't mention good for our season, but the Cuthbert Police on Cup has been magnificent this year oh, in the twists and turns that it's taken. It has taken. We are still technically in Leinster shit watch right now. We are still. Te- we're not reporting on it because it's just. Well, no, I, I feel it's... sorry for Leinster fans, really. That we we shouldn't yeah, really mention I mean, just to, it. Just it's take like, that with you, Leinster war. fans, as you as you retreat into your off season. Just think about how you'll be opening up the CPC defence in a couple of months' time. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, um, but yeah, it was it was it was weird. Like a fair play, <laughs> Kel Surprise once again. Jerome Kino got himself yellow carded for doing something stupid. Did he? God, he's on uh, fire, isn't he? He's absolute liability at the moment. And uh, yeah, it all went very sharply downhill for them after that. But they lost like 48-21 or something. He's like... Not G- even like... He's like Haguardo like if he's allowed to, thing, though, if he's allowed to like... actually... Yeah. I was saying, he's, yeah. He's like Haguardo he was actually allowed to play. <laughs> See... That's what I'd like to see next season. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a season-defining moment, wouldn't it? The Hagiwara is already mental. Let's just go full. Yeah, batching. never mind bringing Hernandez off the bench. Fuck that. Let Bring Hagiwara on. Can you imagine? Where would he play Hagiwara? Uh, I see him as a teak-tough back row in I was going to say, he looks like an eight to me. Yeah. But with a little bit of, you know, he's got a little bit of razzle-dazzle in there as well, yeah, obviously. And also, also he would probably, like, pull Three Stooges moves on people, like jab mm. him in the eyes and stuff. As he... Plus, you know, technically he's got claws, so... That is true. Or that would is... be a nightmare. I mean, And because he's, be... he's a jaguar, so he can haul himself up a tree. Yeah, that would be great. He also has the strongest bite of every fe- of all uh, the felids. 
Yes, Did you know I mean, that? I'm not sure how that fits into rugby's disciplinary framework. But... But you, could, you couldn't half clamp on. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine Oof. his jackal? Oh, God, he'd be <laughs> absolute limpet on the ball, ironically, <laughs> to mix our animal metaphors. This jaguar is a limpet. You'd say, I'll tell you what, <laughs> fucking Attenborough, had a, we can show him a thing or two. Oh. Just need to do that voice, don't we? Here is the Haguardo. Right. Look, I'm we're all I'm already in Bristol, BBC Wildlife Department. <laughs> is that where Fucking... they are based, is it? Yes. So let's just make this happen, eh? Yeah, Generic Barman got in touch and said that good for him is George and Romania are going to join under eighteen Six Nations. Yes, that is really that good. Is very actually. Good, actually. And surely uh... that, that would be a gateway drug into the full eventual full Six Nations, wouldn't it? Surely. No, that's never going to happen. <laughs> this is basically um, palming them off, isn't it? And going, okay, you can be involved in the, the younger tournaments, but the thing that actually makes the money, yeah, you can fuck off. I'm just at IGTE and just got in touch on Twitter while we're on, sending me a good, and it's a link to a video on Facebook, and it's Maku Vodopola in the sea. Oh, I did enjoy, I saw that. I, don't know I what enjoyed that greatly. <laughs> Who's appears to be on a holiday with uh Felipe Faustine and his wife and his kids, which is funny lucky. Um Yeah, I just played but, it there, he's doing Mysterious Girl, it was very loud in my headphones, but you probably can't hear it. <laughs> I did not hear that. I just saw you do a face. Um, <laughs> as you momentarily became terrified that you were blasting mysterious girls through the yeah. podcast. It's also any thought of Peter Andre makes me do that face. <laughs> I've just done it again, just saying his name, yeah. Yeah. So yes. Is there anything else from Twitter that um, you've not seen? I, I don't. I level with you, everybody. I don't blame you for not being that involved with it this no, weekend. No, we don't blame you because we, you know, th- we've all had enough. The reason why we take the summer off is because, let's be honest, we've all had enough by now. Yeah. Is you know, I can watch the rugby championship to an extent, but then it just, you know, it's all heads on for the autumn. Yeah, it's, we're all. We let's face it, we are much more interested in silly things that are going to happen in two months' time than silly things that have happened this weekend. And also, you know, I'm, I'm literally a bit tired from all that getting up early all those mornings. Oh, my God, I was, delighted, I was delighted to have a lie-in this weekend. <laughs> That's probably my highlight of the weekend. Not only is it a lie, you get extra sleep and no Stuart Barnes. It's like a double, oh, yeah. a double bonus. I didn't even notice that. That's, it's, that's the thing. When you remove Stuart Barnes from the equation, you don't realise why you feel better but you just do, you know? Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is there anything else from you, Josh, before I wrap this up for the season? Um, oh, shit, is uh, all Australian teams. Do right. you know what? Their their record against the New Zealand teams this year is 0-25. Australian teams have lost every single game they've played against a Kiwi team this year. Wow, that is spe- oh, they're in real shit, aren't they? They've they lost are. about a half South of their playing. The- South Africa is shitting the bed, but honestly, the Aussies are giving it a fucking red hot college go. At, at least being worse. At least with South Africa, they've got that endless production line of those schools that they just keep producing these yeah, monstrous and talented well, players. Australia, from. you really do worry. You do worry, and that you know, South Africa lose players abroad. But they have this endless product. It's, you know, it's virtually a national sport there, isn't it? Whereas in Australia, it really isn't. So no, and uh, yeah, it's it's alarming to say the least. But uh, oh well. 
Yes. Also, speaking of shit teams, Parky got in touch on Twitter and said, shit is Italian teams still present in the Pro 12 despite a complete lack of improvement and a viable competitive alternative in the South African team. Yeah. Well, there is certainly an argument to uh, say that we should definitely not be uh, having Italian teams. At, we like If we're going to have South African teams, let's just fuck off the Italian teams and be done with it. That would make all of this so much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have reached the end of what's been a great season. Yeah, it's had, been a fucking cracking we've season. We've had great fun chatting about it every week with you lot and never, ever let it go unsaid of how much we love our little community out there. Absolutely. It is bags of fun. Bags of fun. You're all very funny people. You can Your contributions are always welcome and your reviews and your thanks and your everything else even if it's just slag us off even diamond hair dan i love you diamond hair dan for giving me <laughs> for, for accusing me of having pro pro daily mirror pro north views <laughs> yeah well that is my favorite thing that anyone's ever said about us best review so... we've ever had honestly yeah. uh, I, i'm gonna yeah. get it i am gonna get a, a, a bib made out of it <laughs> we can t-shirt it well that could be our first Blood and Muds podcast T-shirt. That could be the merchandise just, that we send. We, yeah, we're the first just merchandise say pro, we sell. Pro North Daily Mirror style views. So that's us. I will sign off with the only way that I possibly could sign off. Uh, we'll see you in a few months. Have a lovely summer. Enjoy your holidays. Watch those roads and don't go changing. See ya. Thank you, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.